Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. Leosin's worried and wants us to investigate and see what's going on um, because there's also been nobles disappearing throughout the area. Uh, he helped set up a caravan out to that area. That, is that the like province, Cormier? It's its own country. It's its own country. Yeah. So sending out to that country, which is currently run by a young queen, mm-hmm. is what I wrote, uh, who's jealous of guard and guarding the borders. Fairly paranoid. Paranoid, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, the capital is Suzale. I knew a guy from Suzale. We found out Mark took re- up residence at Lord Hockland's place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the purple dragons and war wizards come from that area. So we traveled to the border wall, and Baron presented his Order of the Gauntlet pin to get us through... Heroes not included. And then I, I okay. reveal the thing. And he says, Ah, ah, very good. Is it just you? And you see he's kind of looking across Say, the line. No, I, I, I kind of like, I go, uh, It's a uh, 16. Uh, see the really ugly dwarf. <laughs> and the thing that's not a dwarf. The bright blue. The bright blue. You can't miss it. <laughs> He kind of looks and he says, You mean all the way back there? Uh, there with you? Yes. Well, uh, if you and your friends will make your way uh, forward, I'll see what I can do about getting you in. I say, glad to help out and bow and, and kind of saunter on down the, the road. Okay. Uh, what are you guys doing? You're just kind of hanging out, yeah. drinking the ale? Looking at the sights, looking at all these people, this mass of stuff? Yep. You see Baron uh, walking towards you. And much to uh, your chagrin, Iraq, he looks rather satisfied with himself. <laughs> and I try not to sound too excited. I was like, we might get to kill demons. <laughs> what? I mean, there's problems. We should go help them. This is the right thing to do. What? what? De- demons? I don't... Okay, I didn't get a lot of details. The pur- From the abyss! From the abyss. Yes, I know. The, <laughs> but the purple knight told me they're very good. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I was like, this doesn't seem, this seems like a, too much congestion. This is just really inefficient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I asked, well, what's going on? And he said, something has occurred. And I said, <laughs> brevity's not my thing. And I said, well, what's that? And he said, demons. Mm. Long pause. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I told him that we are really cool. And he said, I totally believe you. Just look at you. And I said, maybe we can help out. And he said, please help us. <laughs> so I say, well, let's go talk to this purple guy. Sure. I don't want to sit here. No. Any more than we have to. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. 
I'm I'm happy to to skip Q if we can. Though I would like to know more about this demon thing that you seem to have. Listen, of the three of us, I am the least detail oriented. <laughs> so I highly suggest that when we get there, you all ask lots of questions. <laughs> Oh, that was this guy is a walking notebook. <laughs> you say that as you point as yeah. you point to E Rock. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I am pretty good. So Keep off we go. <laughs> and with any luck, demons. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the carriage driver kind of leads the horses through the queue. And at first, people are like, "Hey, you know what were you doing?" But as soon as you know, you kind of move along ahead, explaining you know that you've been asked to the front. Yeah, uh, it's a process. It takes about an hour, but you do finally make your way up to the gate. And you see the guard that you were you were speaking to. And as soon as you approach, you see him kind of lean over to a, a couple of the other purple knights, and he says something. Look at this, all class. <laughs> he says something to a couple of them, and one that you haven't met yet walks forward and says, Your names, please. And you oh, see he has a quill in hand. No. <laughs> This thing, you know, you don't have to. <laughs> it just doesn't have to be the whole thing. You can make up a name. <laughs> well, I'm Aspen Tamble. Aspen Tamble, and you're from? Uh, I'm from right outside of Waterdeep. I have a. Waterdeep? Sure. And you? I say Baron Braunanvil from Fandelen. Fandelen? You might have heard of it. It's a growing, but it's, it's going blazing. <laughs> ah, uh, uh, good for you. It's for lovers. Ah, and uh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> we ch- change it. Is that yeah, working? I don't think that's the right, All right. subtitle. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you I need a better tagline. Our Ministry of Travel <laughs> used to own the the stables. Mm. I mean, he'll get there. <laughs> And you, sir. <coughs> hey, uh, sit down. <laughs> uh, um, I am Erock Oakmember, Lord of the Knights in Silver. Here we go. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's. <laughs> Lord of the Knights of Silver. <laughs> Very good. So, Silvery Moon. Correct. Says, All right, you're clear. And as you guys kind of begin making your way through, the knight that you were speaking to walks up next to you and is walking alongside of you. And he says, Are you headed to Suzale? Yes. And who will you be guests of? Uh, we should go talk to the queen. I don't believe that the queen is receiving guests at the time. At this time. Well, I'm sure that uh, you have all those arrangements in order. Of course we do. Her Majesty has declared a state of emergency. Where are we? Two no, days. I mean, more like like has he pulled us into a room, or are we kind of just standing in the? No, room? you're walking along the road, and okay. because of the huge pileup at the gate, it's, it's, I mean, it's empty. Oh wow! You don't see any. You don't see a line of people making their way to a sit. I mean, it's just it's unsettling. It's trees. Yeah, I mean, they're they're, they're literally it's like, midday. It's a little bit like they're acting as a dam, and there's mm-hmm. just a trickle on this other side. Mm-hmm. I am trusting in your sign and symbol that you are a person of good faith. What I'm about to tell you is not known outside of Suzale. Last night, 
the Towers of Good Fortune, along with many guests who were in attendance at a funeral taking place there, completely disappeared. Many of the guests were members of the Cremillian nobility. Her Majesty has ordered a military lockdown, believing it is an act of war. For my part, I do not believe that there is a power in this world that can make an entire temple disappear. When did this happen? Last night. Last night. Tragic. Can you make a can you make a whole tower of people disappear? Was well, it the towers themselves? Yes, of course. I mean, the people and the entire temple gone. Temple. The entire temple. Temple to whom? The towers of good fortune. The towers of good fortune are a temple that are dedicated to Timora, and they stand in the eastern part of the promenade, which is part of what Suzale we call the royal ride. At the time, it was filled with nobility, priests, acolytes, and visitors. And all of those people, including the temple itself, right down to the very ground, gone. And who does the queen think is responsible? I am of no position to ask for the queen's mind. I apologize, I'm not familiar with the custom and history of your country, but at whom are you normally at war with? Well, we haven't been at war for several years, but war has taken us to a variety of places across the continent. There are many people who would like to see the peace of Cormier broken, turn us into a collection of chaotic city-states, as you might find on the Sword Coast. Mm. But thanks to Her Majesty, we have been able to maintain the peace and our unity. So if we're to help out... It might be good for us to have an audience with this queen. I can tell you, we are quite versed in dealing with complex situations. (laughs) I I actually just got done an extended mission involving recovering the king of all giants, King Hecaton. So I can assure you that I have experience in these sorts of odd situations, as King Hecaton himself was also missing. Well... Of that, I have no experience and no knowledge. But I can recommend a place to stay. In Suzale, I would recommend the Dragon's Jaws. <laughs> Is there perhaps not an inn called the Feathered Quilt? <laughs> he says, uh, it uh, at one time was a tavern, but new owners have converted it to an inn, and they serve incredibly good food. It is also close to the royal ride and would put you within sight of the palace. Though, I would highly recommend that if you have any friends among the nobility who are still there, to call upon them. You will need their leverage if you wish to see the queen. I'm sorry, that is all I know. And he turns and he starts walking back towards the wall. Who do we know? Lord Hucklin! Oh. Who's Lord Hucklin? That's where Mark last was. Oh, right. Well, that's where Mark was staying. So we don't actually have any history with this guy. No. No. We've met no one here, Baron. We've met so many nobles, though. I know. All right. Carriage driver loads everyone back onto the carriage and begins the ride towards Suzale. This is a markedly different experience thus far in your journey. Traveling from Waterdeep to Baldur's Gate... The road is well-traveled, always busy, always full. Trade, all kinds of things. People moving north and south all the time. 
up until you got to Cormier. Busy. Caravan, etc. This side of the wall into Cormier, it's empty. Uh, you're looking at open fields and hills and mountains in the distance. And as you travel along the road, you notice that there are a few towns that you come to, but it seems as though everything's been kind of buttoned up. It takes several days. And again, you don't really see a lot of people out and about. Every little town or fortified location that you've traveled through, shutters are shut. When it has come time to stop for the night, innkeepers grudgingly open the door and allow you to stay. They provide some hospitality, but they're not talkative. You begin to notice that in Cormier, foreigners are looked on with immediate suspicion. Who are you? Where are you from? Why are you here? You know, I don't know you. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not certainly not going to share. There is a level of suspicion. You also notice that everywhere you have been so far, you've seen the tension sort of rise. You can almost feel it in the air. It's almost palpable as you approach the capital city. You pass over a river and you pass through a mountain range and you pass through a forest until finally you come out of the forest into more open plains, and in the distance you can see an incredibly large city. It rivals anything that you've seen. It, it rivals Baldur's Gate or Waterdeep easily. They're pretty sparse on the way of seeing anyone. It's pastoral. The road just kind of cuts through these rolling plains until you see on the horizon you see the city and you can see water as well. As you approach the city, you see that the city itself has a wall. Upon getting close enough to see the wall, you notice the wall is as impressive as the one that you passed through. And here, too, you see that a queue has formed. There is a line, people waiting to get into the city. And it seems that they have been waiting a while. I guess we would just walk up to the front, just as we did before. Okay, you're going to walk up to the front? Uh, yeah, just while looking at I'm guessing, is it similar before? There's a... a Purple Dragon Knight. Yep, there are uh, Purple Dragon Knights mending the wall. Is there is there one I can find milling about? There are less people milling about. You do see one standing off to the side uh, wearing leather and a breastplate. Short, very cropped, and well cared for uh, silver hair. Mm-hmm. Seems to be... has an air of... Authority. Authority. Okay. Um, I'll... Approach him. Does he seem approachable? To Baron? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to others? <laughs> others might think, well, I don't know if I want to talk to that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I approach him, and I make a friendly bow. I give him a well-met. I say, a few days we've come through the gate, down the road. We were told that we might be of some help for your particular demon situation. <laughs> I get really low. Okay. And again, I, I show my... Uh, order the gauntlet insignia and say we're here to help but we're not quite sure where to get started but we're very curious about you and then I get real low again you're disappearing tower he kind of looks around guards and immediately you see several knights kind of march forward mm-hmm. hands on their swords and he gives you this very stern almost like a crystallized, hawk-eyed view. Yeah. And he says, What do you know and where do you come from? I say, We've come here from Waterdeep, 
via Waterdeep. We were heading to find a friend, but we met your very long line at the other gate. Of course, being the good people we are, maybe some would even say heroic, we approached one of the Dragon Knights, because I've heard they're very good. (laughs) (laughs) And I offered, because of my station, nodding off to my my pendant, (laughs) that it would be obligatory for me to offer aid. He turns and he kind of looks at the knights again, almost like he's asking a question that you can't hear. Mm-hmm. And you see them kind of looking at him with more of a, so do we run them through or do we go back to doing what we were doing kind of look. And he turns to you and he says, who is this friend that you came to see? Oh, he's a very famous bard. Mercurio <laughs> Augustin Domine. Mark, the bard. <laughs> you are able to see a glint of recognition pass across his face before he immediately returns to this sort of stern poker face. We thought we would just come find him. It would be easy peasy. But we met your very long line. We talked with one of your knights. Told us of your terrible problem. Find him? How do you know that he is missing? We've been told. Who told you? Uh, Our friend who hasn't heard from him in two months. One of his buddies. Apparently these gents have gigs, <laughs> and he's unaccounted for. So a celebrity has gone missing. But apparently a lot of people have gone missing. Where were you headed in Suzale? To speak with Lord Hucklin. That's where Mercurial was staying. You see, he says, wait here. He walks into the main gate area, and you see that in the main gate tunnel, it looks like there are ways to get inside the wall. Mm-hmm. And he walks into the wall, so to speak. And he's gone maybe 15, 20 minutes. While we're waiting, I say, Hey, remember when I had to pose as a, as a beggar to get to that one wall? And I had to take off all my armor? You were with us then, surely, right? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Don't remember that at all. No. No, sorry. Baron is remembering the hobgoblins who had set up a uh, toll between Fandelen and Neverwinter. Uh, I had to strip down to Miskivis. <laughs> I bet that was a sore sight. They were dying. It was. <laughs> Hobgoblins are nasty. They were very mean to those prisoners. I've heard nothing good of them. Look nothing like goblins. Or hobs? Nay, neither. <laughs> Perhaps that's why they're evil. They're very confused. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Finally, he returns. And uh, he says, You may enter the city. You'll be sent along with an escort. Do not leave the escort. Fair enough. The escort will take you to Lord Hawkins' manor. So it's good news that Lord Hawkins was not apparently among those in this temple. Lord Hawkling was at the funeral. I feel that I'm embarrassed to not know that there was a funeral. Whom should I pay my respects to? The temple disappeared during... The funeral. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he's gone now. That's a real insult. <laughs> so we're just going to his house. Yes. There might be clues there. Mm-hmm. Well, His son will meet you. Oh, okay. Excellent. And he turns and looks at his guard and he nods. One of the guards pulls around a horse. He jumps on his horse. And you see, the horse is very well adorned. It's very... Uh, one thing uh, that probably Baron appreciates is that it's very obvious that they are 
purple knights, mm-hmm. the knights of the purple dragon, because all horses. of the heraldry everywhere there is purple <laughs> dragons. Their horses are very good. <laughs> yeah. I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> just standing near them. This news of a of a funeral is new, right? No, no. Now the guy said it. That's why they were all at that temple. That's why all the nobles were at the temple. I didn't catch the funeral part. I just yeah, the funeral was taking... They were all in attendance at a funeral that was taking place when the okay. temple disappeared. That's the funeral part. But that only happened last night. In my mind, I was imagining it was like a, oh, they were all at mass. Uh, you make your way into the city, and uh, you can see how at any other time the city would be picturesque. Unlike the large cities that you're used to on the Sword Coast, you notice three things immediately. One, the streets are clean. Two, there is no smell of uh, waste. And three, they're laid out in a, in a fairly orderly fashion. Are there people here now? It's almost picturesque. There are people walking on the streets, but the mood is very somber. And you see the it's people... totally stormlight. <laughs> you see that people walking have their heads down, and they seem to be walking less out to enjoy a stroll and more I, I have to be out going from point A to point B and yeah, so I want to do that as purpose. quickly and as directly as possible. And we're with a accompaniment of how many? There are four. And they're all on horses? Mm-hmm. Like walking around us? Uh, no, the carriages come in. Oh, carriages come in, okay. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's less you traveling through with an honor guard and more you being herded through the city to this place. Okay. It feels much more like we are taking you directly to this location. But yeah, the city is unique in that regard. You notice that it's clean, and uh, the streets are laid out in a very orderly manner, and the part of you that loves Order Baron finds this very, very appealing. It's nice. You see flowers and flower boxes. So many right angles. (laughs) (laughs) It's an enjoyable sight to behold. And it takes a a little while. The city is quite large, about uh, 15 minutes or so, 15, 20 minutes. I try to find a chance to uh, just peek my head out the window. Is it a cover? Yeah. Are we out? Well, you can open? pull the curtain back yeah. and just look. I just say, uh, there's Sir Knight, these people all seem in- uncomfortable. Is it because of the recent happenings, or are they always in this particular kind of mood? And he kind of looks down at you and he says, The city is under military lockdown for orders of Her Majesty. Oh. I can see how that would make the folk uncomfortable. It is the wisest maneuver to do in order to prepare for war. That seems very lawful. <laughs> in the orderly sense of the definition. Right. And then I stuck in, back in the window, I guess. Okay. Finally, you arrive outside of what they call the manor. <laughs> but where you're from, this would be a small castle. Multiple stories, many windows, all made of stone. You pull in front of... This is kind of like a round in front of the manor. <clears throat> the carriage driver pulls in and stops. And standing out in front of the front doors, you see a young human, no taller than Aspen. You would guess that uh, has yet to grow a beard. Probably Tom's age. Okay. Uh, look, my, my wee. I miss the boy. He also is keeping the shop clean. <laughs> and he is kind of standing there kind of looking anxiously at your carriage. The carriage driver gets down and opens the door. We all pile out. Okay. Uh, I say, hello? He says, are you friends of Mark? Yes. Yes, we are. Where is he? Tell me, for I very much wish to speak to him. Yes. (laughs) We must speak with him immediately. 
You see what you take to be a butler or a head of household sort of servant or of some sort lean over and whisper something in the young man's ear and he says um, let, let us come inside better to speak inside than out fair enough better in than out <laughs> <laughs> and he walks you into uh, this very large foyer that's um, very well appointed and walks you towards uh, the back of the foyer and, and through these double wooden doors and into what looks like a reading room of sorts there's books on shelves and lots of couches and lots of comfortable places to sit in a large fireplace and uh, he motions for you to sit down and uh, he sits down and he says my name is William my uh, father was with Mark when the temple disappeared hold on a moment we were sent here because Mark hasn't been heard from in two months and you're telling me he just disappeared last night well, I, I, I don't know anything about that, but I know that Her, Her Majesty has had a hold on anything coming and going in from the city for several months now. Well, wasn't Mark staying here? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, he, he and my father are good friends. He even uh, taught me a, a, a few tricks, and he kind of, like, checks and kind of get the sense like he's, like, trying to... Oh, I probably shouldn't talk about the tricks. I should probably talk about <laughs> Mark, he's very popular. He was always at every party that That's everyone Mark. That sounds like Mark. Through, yes. um, when he was asked by the Queen to perform at the funeral, he said yes. He was very excited about it. Whose funeral? Ah, uh, yes. Recently, uh, the Purple Knights lost one of their great paladins, Elethaner. He was. Did you know that he has slayed over fifty dragons? by himself. Well, we all can't be as great, huh? <laughs> but, uh, We've slain hundreds. Very good. <laughs> but it, it was his funeral, and the queen asked Mark if he would be willing to perform, and, and he said yes. Uh, he was very excited about it. Um, how, did this, how did this paladin pass? Well, I, I don't know all the details, but, but he, he was pretty old. I go, where's Mark's room? Uh, it, it's upstairs. Anyway, he, um... I start walking upstairs. Okay, he says, he, uh, was very excited about it, and we, we talked for several hours, uh, th- that morning about what he was going to perform, the songs that he was to play. Uh, he then left, um, with my father. They traveled together. That was the last time I saw Mark, was that morning when he left with my father. I was supposed to be at the funeral, but... And you see the guy lean over and whisper something, and he says, Yes, uh, I suppose you, you would like to see his room? While he's giving the speech, and especially while he's talking about his father and Mark, mm-hmm. I would like to do an insight check. Okay. For 23. 23. All right. Does he seem properly, or what I guess I would gauge as... Morose. Yes, he he does. Uh, y- y- you uh, sense no deception okay. on his part. That what you are receiving is the truth as best as he knows it. Okay. Why um, didn't you go, little buddy? Well, I uh, was planning on meeting someone. 
I'll, I'll take you to his, 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 his room. Like, yes, yes, let's go. I'm already halfway up to the stairs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, he he kind of hurries along to catch up with you and walks uh, up the stairs and down a couple hallways, and you come into a room that is very well appointed. You see uh, silk curtains hanging from the bed. Lots of silk. Uh, you see a closet filled with a ton of outfits. Immaculate. Was Liberace also staying here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, y- you see that? You see a variety of accoutrements. You see a writing desk. Uh, you see a collection of papers. Seems that Mark was getting ready to write or was planning on writing. Definitely a place that Mark was staying in. There is no doubt about it in either one of your I can tell it minds. smells like Mark. It's fresh. Like fresh and clean. Roses and soap. Yes. <laughs> yes, roses and soap. <laughs> I go over to the desk mm-hmm. and just I'm gonna look over all of it, investigate all of it. Okay, give me an investigation check. 18. It is definitely a desk that Mark uh, was using. Uh, the paper is uh, in an orderly stack. The quill has not been uh, left with dried ink in it. Cap is on the ink bottle. The paper is of incredibly fine stock. And you notice that um, Mark has gone so far as to have it already embossed with his insignia so that he doesn't even need to apply it. It's already on the paper. But otherwise, the desk is unremarkable. Other Grab than a couple copies of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think a Mark would actually do that. <laughs> other than uh, other than that, the desk is unremarkable, aside from... Baron um, is the best. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Other than the fact that it's well-made and it has gold inlay. And so there's like no, it. like, false start papers or anything in the trash around it? or No. no. Okay. No. The only thing that you find in the trash are some um, a neatly folded handkerchiefs that, to both of you, look perfectly fine. Jeez. Did you see this? Typical Mark. Throwing away so, perfectly. I pull one out and put okay. it in my pocket. I know this guy square. is a Harper. <laughs> yeah. So I would like to be looking for his spy cache. He clearly has a spy cache somewhere where he's going to have all of his notes about the intrigue that he can't send out of the country. Okay. So that's what I'm looking for. Uh, Is that a perception or is that an investigation? That would be an investigation if you are looking in someplace specific. If you're just kind of looking around the room, that's perception. Well, I don't know exactly where his spy cache would be, so would that be looking around the room for yeah. the spy? Room okay, so I got a 31 that. on perception. Okay. I see all. I see all. <laughs> um, you can't. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right, Van? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> you do notice that uh, there is a false bottom to the wardrobe. Ooh. Okay. I open it up. Okay, you open it up and you see that it is empty. What? Does it have a false bottom in the false bottom? No. Wow. Typical Mark. <laughs> <laughs> One up. Complicated. But, but, but it does look as though things were stored in it recently. Hmm. What have you found, Aspen? Nothing. What was it, though? It, I assume it's where his spy cache was. Hmm. I look at, um, what's Lord Huckland's kid's name? William. William. Look at William and go, who's been in this room? Well, other than Mark, uh, I imagine, uh, and he kind of looks over at uh, his adult standing behind him. 
and they don't kind of lean out and whisper something. Um, the maids were in this uh, after he left, but this afternoon, this afternoon, uh, but they come in every day. Hmm. Perhaps check Lord Hawkins' quarters. We could. He says, "What is it? What is it that you hope to find?" We want to know what Mark was doing. Other than performing well, that, beautiful music. And will that bring the temple back? I, Do you think he was responsible? No. No. But, but we, we want to find out who was. Mm-hmm. So any clue that we could possibly scrounge up. Well, for the time being, I am lord of this manor, and I give you hospitality. You are welcome to stay here. I will see to it that you have rooms made available to you. I walk up, and he's like eye to eye with me, would you say? Yeah. <laughs> I just put my hand on his shoulder, and it's like, I say, we're going to do our best to find these people. Thank you. I suppose it's been a, a long journey, so um, can we show them to their rooms, and I'll have some food prepared? Are you hungry? Yes. Yes, and thirsty. Very well. I will see to that. Uh, how far away from the are we from the tower? The uh, site of the Towers of Good Fortune. Uh, not far. 15-minute walk. Well, I just get to step in then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> walk right so on out. We are currently in that house. We just talked to the sun. Yep. How old is the <clears> sun <throat> again? 13, 14, thanks. So, um, following the uh, directions given to you by Master Hawkland, uh, you make your way uh, through some city streets. And again, you know, the streets are bare. You get essentially the sense that, you know, the queen has declared martial law in a, in a way. You know, there's really no one out on the streets. You know, there's really... And if, there are, if you do pass somebody on the street, they're hurriedly walking with their head down trying to get from point A to point B. Well, we were told that the uh, queen assumed that the disappearance of the tower was an act of war. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that everybody's kind of hustling around. Get your business and get out. Still rather unfriendly. Yeah, so, you know, there's not really a lot of cheer in the city. But not also means down. that the streets are fairly empty, and so it takes no time at all. When you finally make your way to the promenade, you see in front of you, on the east side of the promenade, this gigantic hole. And as you walk closer to this hole you can see where it goes right down, just down to bedrock. You can see places where the sewer had connected to maybe uh, underground spots in the temple, and you can see where it's just been sheared off. Do we know anyone who's witnessed it? I want to know, did it like lift away, or was it just there and then it wasn't? Or or did it glow and then it... It seemed like it was, they described it as a disappearance, so I would assume that it just kind of vanished. Uh You do see, to the east of you, further down, a couple of the uh, war wizards seem to be having a heated debate. Oh, I immediately perk up and go, ha, wizards, and walk right (laughs) on over. Okay. All right. Yeah, as you make your way up, give me a perception check as you walk closer. Aspect's following behind you. Oh, orbs already doing good. Sure. Four. <laughs> Four. Wow. E-Rock's back. <laughs> his, his perception is based on wisdom? Yes. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
31. Yeah, wisdom. 31! Aspen. Aspen. You hear them debating about a rather peculiar finding. That's okay. I do have rather large ears. That's true. They seem to be confused by the fact that the entire site is radiating the signature of conjuration magic. So I kind of lean over to um, Iraq and I say, they say that this place is emanating some sort of signature of conjuration magic? Hmm. Peculiaris. If you say so. (laughs) Seems rather prudent that it would. Of course, yes. Now I see that. Hmm. I shall go talk to them. Yeah, you walk up and you hear uh, the debate going on. Well, I don't understand. How could it be conjuration magic? You wouldn't think it would be conjuration magic. Well, it clearly is conjuration magic. Well, if it was clearly conjuration magic, then where exactly was it conjured? And I go, my dear friends of purpleness, of course it's conjuration magic. The signature is right there. (laughs) They all kind of... (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you know, the scratch of a record. And that was what... (laughs) And they kind of turn (coughs) in your direction, and then they kind of begin to kind of look down. (laughs) They kind of make... (laughs) They kind of lay eyes on you. (laughs) I straighten up. Are you you constantly clearing your throat? Beam a smile. (laughs) And one of them says, I don't believe I've had the pleasure. Oh, that's surprising. I am the great E-Rock. E-Rock. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. That's all you need to say. <laughs> There's more. I can get into it if you'd like. But as <laughs> wizards, fellow wizards, we just don't have much time. My card. <laughs> it's a ribbon. Yeah, you'll need this it's one. A ribbon. You'll need that one. My ribbon. Yeah. There you go. I summon an elemental to recite it. Yeah. <laughs> Fire shows up. Like, did you write all that yourself, or is that copied from somewhere? Uh, I wrote that myself. Nice. The form format is like the formula or from yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I filled in my own stuff. They look at you and they say, "Are you familiar with the magical arts?" Oh, very much so. I have been studying it for years upon years, and more. And you see their eyes begin to narrow in suspicion. What do you know of the temple's disappearance? The temple? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd wait first. <laughs> what disappearance? They. Point. <laughs> this disappearance. Nice. Standing next to a crater. <laughs> <laughs> this disappearance. Aaron, Aaron. And I look Aaron. over. I'm like, Wow, there was a temple there. Yes, a, a rather important one. Hmm. Yep. Definitely conjuration magic. Signatures right in there. I can smell it. So what do you <coughs> believe happened to the temple? Well, it was conjured away, obviously. I mean, you could create things with that school. Why could you not move things or make them change in various... Maybe it's really small. Have you gotten to the bottom and looked? Is it very small? Maybe they, maybe they lowered it? Perhaps it got so big you can no longer see it because you're in it. We do not know. <laughs> Makes a point. <laughs> it is neither so big that we do not see it, nor is it so small. The hole is empty. Hmm. Interesting. Is it worth our while to do an investigation check? You guys can certainly. Aspen is definitely walking around and like certainly looking. Yeah, you guys can certainly take a look. Also, I I lean in and I I say something about investigating. Uh And as I'm holding the hammer, I pat Erok on the shoulder. 
and I wish him great blessings. Oh yeah, Moradin's gonna love oh. you, good boy. <laughs> yes. I What'd you say there? I do it myself, <laughs> but I'm not the most observant. <laughs> but Moradin teaches us to always pass to the better dwarf. And in this case, and then as I tap you, yeah. you feel a clarity of mind. Oh, I bet you liked the way that feels, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, it's a good secret. <laughs> as you now have advantage for an hour on intelligence-based checks. Oh, lovely. You know, I really like it when you handle me. Yeah, we enhanced his abilities. <laughs> for those of you following at home. Most wouldn't know it, but you have a very soft touch. <laughs> well, I don't want to don't say that too loud. <laughs> My hands are calloused as one who works the forge. Right. <laughs> um, so as Baron touches me, it dawns upon me. <laughs> and I go, have you not heard of the spell Dimension Door? Yes, yes. That is a conjuration spell, is it not? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> I then cast Dimension Door, and then I appear on the other side of the crater. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't get you the other side of the crater. Maybe down. Yeah, you could be down. I'm in it. <laughs> yeah, because you're about to investigate. I am. So you find a nice little outcropping. And, just, no. and then I yell up, Can you see me, or have I disappeared? <laughs> You're clearly down at the bottom. Only because I yelled, do you know I'm here? Perhaps the the tower was doored away. There is only Carly wonders if the building's just invisible. <laughs> yeah. And with, when no one's looking, he kind of waves his arm and then goes back to folding it across his chest. Not there. Not there. Yeah, they just kind of look at you like, yeah, we've obviously thought about this. <laughs> One of them yells down at you and says... If it had, it would still be able to be found via scrying or divination, and it cannot. I just got off a trip where we found something that wasn't able to be scried. He was in the middle of an ocean, and he was huge, so if you had just flown over, you would have seen him anyway. I don't know why the oracle couldn't find him. The king of all giants, I mean. King Hecaton. We're friends now. Ah, (laughs) name dropping. (laughs) I'm Aspen Tamble, by the way. My friend didn't introduce me. Ah, I, y- yes, yes, quite. He, he turns and he looks at his friend and he says, I think we're done here. Yes, agreed. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. Find all of our episodes on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally, our podcast is supported by Tevya Schmidt, Chris Gergetsch, Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, and Amy Trout, along with all of our awesome patrons. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcasts, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. And until next week, be the hero.